Good hey, job, good buddy. Boy. Good job. That's not here, all right? You guys just chill. All right? You could chill with us and Mariah Carey. Good boy. All right. There we go. We will see how long this not mooching lasts for. Probably not very long. He's, he's typically like, he'll just hang out and give you the eyes. But he, he's very cute. I've, as far as like leaving food out here, I'm pretty confident we could leave the plates and come back, and he would just be sitting there like, "Please, I want it. Please, he's can I have boy. it?" He's a cutie, huh? He really is. He's very. He's 15 great. Fifteen years old. Get it? You you don't look a day over twelve. <laughs> he doesn't. He's starting to look a little old. <laughs> Sometimes people used to be like, "I think he looks like he's three. Like, oh, no. that is wrong. No, but yeah, you look very distinguished. He's looking a little gray in the face lately. Yeah. Silver Fox. Well, thanks for coming to hang out. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome to dinner at your place. My this... guest today, I'm so excited to introduce them, is Emily Ruskowski. Hi. A wonderful Boston comedian. Uh, we were hanging out at a show like last week, and I've yes. been meaning to text you about coming to hang. And then that was a stressful night. Yeah. Where there was this bad stories that were being told. Yes. Uh, and then you saved my mood for the night just being like, hey, look at this cool Kate Spade bag. And I was like, yes, <laughs> we got to talk about this because the other stuff going on right now, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. And then the six people there split off into two groups. Three were talking about the incident. Yep. And the other three, me, you and Tookie were like, man, that Kate Spade bag rips. It's a great bag. Is, is it great... outside? Did you bring it? So I, I have the strap. I've got a Dooney and Burke bag, but the Kate Spade Make It Mine collection has so many parts that you can put on. So I put a Kate Spade strap on that's the Dooney bag. That's what I loved when you were telling me about mm -hmm. it. It's like the mix and match. Mix like and you match. get a ton of stuff. You can make it. Yep. It's the Make less, It Mine collection. More. You can make love stuff it. from Kate Spade on the other bag. Like, yep. Very smart. I love it. Very smart. So yeah. Uh, then I was going to ask that night and I was like, I don't think I can slip this in. <laughs> I don't think I can be like, hey, remember all the spooky stuff? And like, we know how we had fun. Like... <laughs> You want to come hang out? Like, so yeah, the next day I was like, just hit her up. Be normal about it. Don't don't try and put a cherry on this one. Just nope. take just take the Kate Spade win and get the fuck that out. That was. It was a big W with the Kate Spade hang. Uh, and this looks amazing. And we, it does. We got to get, we both have, we're working. We're working comics. We yes. got to get into it. So we, sure we got to get yep. out of here. Um, we got shows. What'd you have, what'd you have me make for you? So you made a really beautiful meal you made my favorite uh chicken parm with homemade sauce over penne pasta and you made a homemade focaccia and it is so beautiful i don't even know how to like adequately express how beautiful yeah. this meal is and i am just beyond that's thrilled. the part that i was so stoked about please so good have a bite dig May in I? get at oh. get after it the focaccia we've already had was so fantastic. good um, perfect so you have an awesome layer to this pod that no one has brought up. everyone you know when mm. i've been like what's your mm. favorite <laughs> it's so good i love the, the first noise of like that mm, mm -hmm. the, the mouthful that's so good noise it's so good yeah um the layer everyone has just been like you know this was my favorite meal from you know mm -hmm. here whatever ben quick was a one where he's like i like chicken fingers from this place You've brought a full meal from a now defunct restaurant. Yes, that's correct. What was it? Vinny T's? Vinny T's of Vinny Boston. Vinny T's, okay. It started as Vinny Testa's. 
And then they changed it to Vinny T's of Boston, probably because everyone, like my dad, called it Vinny Testicles. Ha, 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 ha. That is very my, funny. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's the first thing that you think of. Yeah. My second question, is the football player Vinny Testaverde involved in any way? I don't know. Or is know. it just like three quarters of his name? It could be. I didn't even know that was a person. Okay, yes. Vinny Testaverde so, was, I don't think he ever played for the Pats. I remember it was, I remember him as like a Jets quarterback. Maybe, maybe this was but his But maybe restaurant. he was like, yeah, we're going to go start a place in Boston. We're going to call it Vinny Testas. We're going to just drop the last <laughs> syllable. So Vinny Testicles. Yes, which became Vinny T's of Boston. It was a, tri- it was a chain. Okay. And there was one in the Liberty Tree Mall in Danvers where I grew up. And my friends and I would go, like, if we wanted to have, like, a fancy evening, we would go to Vinny T's. Okay. And they had this incredible, they'd bring you out, like, a homemade focaccia basket. Really poor timing, buddy. Already, man. Just oh, the dog really... wants to go out. That's okay. So they'd bring you a homemade focaccia basket. Mm-hmm. Everything picks up, too. So this is, like, part of the fun of it. Yeah. Know. They bring you this amazing focaccia basket. The dog's being annoying during the He's great. Homemade focaccia basket. So, incredible focaccia basket. And then... You'd get, like, a massive chicken parm, and that's what I always got. Their food was just an insane giant amount of food. And my friends and I, which was great when you were a teenager, using your babysitting money to mm. go to the movies because you could go and, like, split it with, like, two or three people, which the wait staff loved. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we have nine different yeah. checks, please? You all got the same fucking yep. thing. Yep. Please just do the math yourselves. <laughs> So my friends and I would go eat a very fancy meal, and then the dessert, we'd get their chocolate bomba cake, which was a uh, chocolate mousse cake. So we're having, like, little chocolate mousse cups that are very cute uh, as the dessert. So, They're like, adorable this was, with the... With the little lady... Yeah, I, I, do I gotta I, take a picture of those before we start yeah, eating them. I'm a sucker for desserts that, like, are made to look like, like, whoopie pies that look like Cookie Monster's face, all that stuff. I'm all about it. What was so. your then... Okay. You're at the ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Are you getting the SpongeBob bar? Are you getting the Sonic bar? Or are you, because it's an ice cream truck, are you like, oh my God, there's too many options. I can't get something that looks like something else. So You know, like I, a character, that type of deal. I grew up on a main road, so we never had the ice cream truck because it's like a really busy road uh, and it would be dangerous for the ice cream truck to, to stop, stop. Okay. I kind of, so, my first thought was like, main road? Why yeah, like they... a, no. Yeah, like a super busy. Yeah, like, okay, and like no no pull off place. There's like, no the sidewalk. Ice cream trucks yeah. coming here at five thirty. Nope. So we never had that, but there were ice cream trucks outside my middle school and high school. So you'd like race there to make sure you get the bus. So I would normally get like bubble gum and candy bars because mm. those were easier to eat on the bus. True. Um, but as a kid, my favorite sort of ice cream treat were the. Um, Sometimes they called them bomb pops and sometimes the firecrackers. They're like oh, red, yeah, white, yeah, yeah. and blue. Firecrackers, yeah. Popsicle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those are that so good. That was my go-to. Yeah, oh, my God. Those, those are... were great. Okay. Also, A++. Did I dream these? Do you remember a... They were called shots? They were like little tiny, almost like Dippin' Dots consistency where you just popped them and they'd melt. But it was like lemon-lime flavor. You could do strawberry... I remember loving these shots. And they kind of like popped in your mouth like Pop Rocks. I don't remember them. All right. Maybe but they I, sound, ju- I don't think you dreamed maybe about Maybe I just dream. It sounds too vivid to be a hallucination. I think I think those must have been real. But I've also been trying to hunt down like the Minute Maid soft serve mm. from the cups. And mm-hmm. I just can't find either they're not as good as they were, which is entirely possible. 
they were never as good as they were because that is also entirely possible. Yeah. Or they changed the recipe. All three things entirely possible. I feel like that happened with Dunkaroos. Like when I was a kid, Dunkaroos were the most delicious thing. And now I taste it and the frosting just tastes like plastic. And I'm like, this isn't. It's it's the same thing of like snacks. Do they hold up from your childhood? It's the same thing we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. Toaster strudels? No. No. Fudge stripes? Yes. Mm -hmm. Propel the drink? No. God, no. (laughs) Terrible. So yeah, maybe, maybe shots. Maybe I fucking... Maybe they aren't a thing, but who knows? I think, um, they're, prob- I think they're a thing. I'm going to validate you, Danny. Yes, they're a thank thing. God. All right. They're real. Oh, no. That's all right. We've had a worse spill than that for sure. <laughs> that was just one piece of pasta. And Buddy, I mean, just let just Buddy will figure it Come out. Here, buddy. Yeah. Go munch, Buddy. <laughs> thank you, Buddy. Good job. <laughs> Great work, Buddy. Okay. So, babysitting money. Yeah, you how many, the movies. How many, what was the squad? So my going sister, to Vinny Testa's. Yeah. So sometimes my sister would come, my friend Mandy, my friend Jenrette, we would go, you know, hang out, do the fancy Vinny T's dinner, mm-hmm. and then walk down to the other side of the mall for the movies. And our purses were loaded up with sodas and candy that my mom had brought us because she was like movie theater prices are insane so you gotta sneak something in and then you still have your giant bucket of vinnie t's leftovers that's what i was gonna are you sneaking chicken parm into the movies also i think they just knew that vinnie t's they just had giant portions so everyone who came to that movie theater like you needed a separate seat just for your giant bag of vinnie t's leftovers it's it's the sunny do you watch always sunny where Charlie's eating spaghetti in the movie theater. Yeah. This is the movie theater that accepts it, though. They're Absolutely. like, oh, people are eating spaghetti? That's fine. Vinny yeah. T's is right down. Vinny T's, you got is it. Right, is on the other side of the mall. That's right. The movie theater is still there. It's like the only movie theater on the North Shore now because the Revere one is now an Amazon warehouse. I don't think so, any of the movie theaters from my childhood made it either. They're gone. But, and, but the Vinny T's location is now a Buffalo Wild Wings. Very sad. They went... They... They downgraded and How chained. the mighty fall. Yeah. yeah. They went from Vinny T's to... Which has also gone downhill. Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other topic that we... Yep. I used to love going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Same time, like, high school with my sister or whatever, we would make trips of it. Because the only buffs was, like... I, only buffs. Buff <laughs> B-dubs. The only buffs. <laughs> I was back in high school, like, right there. Like, Meg, yo, we're going to buffs. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Still love still, time. still love those sibling sibling also, bonding trips. Well, and anywhere you went as a kid, like those first couple of years when you have your license. Oh my god! Everywhere feels like freedom, right? I felt like such an adult, like with my friends. Like I drove us to Vinny oh. T's, and there's adults on dates here, and we're here too because we are almost adults, and we're doing almost adult things, and they let us in here. I. <laughs> they have to let us in here. We have money. <laughs> They cannot turn us away. I have $30 from babysitting in my candy's wallet. Let me in. So definitely the driving thing. I was thinking about that the other day when I was, I visited home Mm -hmm. um, for a friend's birthday and was just driving around those same streets and was like, man, when I had that first car, the 2004 Toyota Highlander, Mm. what was it? it, Everyone, that first Um, car. 93 red Honda Civic, two-door coupe, Sweet Frida. Sweet Frida. Great. Great name. How did it get? Oh, okay. I was was Laurel's Den of Sin was the full name. That's a good one. Shortened to Laurel. Perfect. Uh, 
my friend Laurel had uh, two three ways in my car, neither of which I was involved in. <laughs> Were you just a good friend who lent her your car a lot? Uh, I did not know <laughs> one of the times my car was being used. My t- two of my friends came up to me and they said, yo, Danny, don't freak out. We just gave Laurel your keys to go have a three-way in your car. And I was like, okay, hold on. I'm not going to freak out on you guys, but, like, I'm going to go investigate. And they were like, no, Danny, don't do that. There are three people having sex in In your your car car. right now. That also doesn't seem like a, like, act first apologize later that really seems like a get permission first yeah, kind of situation i was swimming in a pool or whatever and they just took my keys out of my shoes and they were like mm-hmm. go quick so unacceptable i went to go investigate and i just like looked away you know that like mm-hmm. look away knock mm-hmm. move i did that on the window and they're like oh come in and i just come op- in? yeah i just opened the door and saw three lovely ladies that i know very well at the time one of them I'd known from childhood. She's like a cousin to me. It was strange. And I was like, huh, okay, this is actually happening. And then one of them straight up said, do you want us to leave or can we keep going? And I was like, I don't, at this point, just <laughs> don't. And you said keep going. I was like, just don't get anything on the seats I get. Like, what wow. am I going to do? Like, You were a good friend. It was hilarious at the time. And then the second one, I was like, fuck it, whatever. You're I like, knew it. This is yeah. already Laurel's spot. This yeah, literally. Where she I, likes to hook up. I think one of the guys came up and was like, yo, Laurel wants to have a three-way with me and my girlfriend. I was like, just fuck. It. I know just what this is. Just, just take. Here are the keys. Just take the keys. Go put the back seat down. She already knows how to do <laughs> it. She already figured it out on her own. <laughs> so how did you get sweet Frida? Was there a lovely Frida who. No, I don't know. My sister and I just came up with it. It was, I I got my driver's license in, Christ, when was I 16? It would have been 2000, I guess I got my license, or 2000 or 2001, probably 2001 when I got the car. It was my junior year of high school. Or no, I think I got my license at, I think I had my permit for a year, and I think I got my license at 17, excuse me, 17. And so my, yeah, it would have been when I was 17. Got my license, so like August. So right not before. not a junior anymore. So I think yeah. So my senior year of high school. I, okay. We got sweet free I mean, over the summer. Like got that, the license. That junior with a license though oh, is yeah. like, nope. Like king or queen of the fucking school. Oh, I was like... never even close. Oh no, that was not me. No, no, no. Not just because I, I was super either. Don't young. get me wrong, but like I remember looking at my friends who did have that junior yeah. license being like, nope. I worship you. Even if I had the junior license, I would not have been king or queen of literally anything in high school, I assure you. But I, yeah, so it would have been, I, my birthday is aug- mid-August, and so I was one of the younger people in my grade. I grad, mm. you know, I didn't Same. turn 18 until, September, yeah. yeah. I turned 18 at college. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That must have been an experience. I, well, funny enough, we're talking about juniors and senior license and all that. I mm-hmm. couldn't drive past 9 p.m. for all of high school because that's what Junior it, operator that's, license. That's, that's the New York junior operator. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have more than one person in the car mm-hmm. and or drive past 9 p.m. And I didn't take driver's ed or anything because of, like, you know, life is busy, basically. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to. And my parents were like, no, you're too busy. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm just going to drive past 9 p.m. That's yeah. that's our deal then. And they were like, I- <sighs> <laughs> yeah, we can't really argue with that one. So, like, yeah. I, I was 
tried to be super careful about it, but like I remember turning 18 at college and having the thought of like, huh, I can drive past 9 p.m. <laughs> what a win. Perfect. <laughs> win for Danny. Yep. <laughs> I feel like nobody adhered to the junior operator no. restrictions. Like I was still the first one, even though I was the youngest of my friends, I was still the first one to get their license. And so interesting. I uh, yeah, Did for whatever some reason, of your friends fail. Or I th- you no, just, like, I think they just waited. Way. I think they didn't have a car available, and so they just like waited. There was no rush. Yeah. And so I had the car because my parents just like had gotten a new car, and I've been like, well, we'll just keep mom's old car for you. No air conditioning. She wanted. I don't know why she chose. She's like, it's better with the windows down, which was. And then as soon as they got a car with air conditioning, my mom was like, I need the air conditioned car. Yeah, yeah, it makes a difference. She was a therapist. And so she would do like home visits and stuff. And so Mm. she had my dad take sweet Frida and she got the accord with the air conditioning. And he was like, what? You were the one who wanted no AC. And she was like, yeah, but yours just sits in a parking lot all day. I need to drive it. And he was like, this is some bullshit. So then Sweet Frida was held for me. And nobody, and I mean, AC, I know, is a, it's an I, expensive fix, though, right? That's but like, I mean, it was, yeah, because it was mid-90s. That was, like, only fancy people. Like, late 90s, yeah. like, before that, you could, like, you can't get cars without AC. It's not a thing. I didn't grow up with air conditioning, either. Oof. Like, we didn't it's have rough. any window units or even, like, central AC, nothing. Um, we didn't have central, but we had the window. You didn't have window no units? No window units, either. We just had fans. And, I, and there were times I remember being like, please, why is this a thing? Why? I don't understand it. And I still kind of don't. You're like, as long as you tell me before 9 p.m., I'll go to Home Depot and buy an air conditioner. <laughs> I mean, I remember, again, being an adult now, you have the car, like, I, you know, you got you have an apartment. Like, I remember mm-hmm. moving here and, like, needing an ac unit i went to home depot it was like 150 bucks or something and you're like why did we suffer it's <laughs> like why it's like let me just i'll, I'll pay for I'll, yeah. i will save up for it i'll pay for it i will throw I in for the electricity yeah. i wouldn't have done that part but like but you throwing realize it how like, cheap it is right you you're realize like, how you yeah exactly it's like please get the ac unit yep if if, if you're a parent and you're fucking Putting your kid through oh, yeah. no AC hell. Mm-mm. God damn. But yeah, I don't think you can get a car without air conditioning. No, now. they don't. I think they stopped. Like, so it wasn't even broken, the AC. It was no, like you literally they, they did got not have air conditioning. My mom was like, we don't need the AC when she got Sweet Frida in 1993. Oh my God. That's a whole other layer. Hang on. So it was the car was four. So we got it. It was 93. <laughs> and so I started driving it in 2000. So it was seven years old, right? By the time I got it. And uh, wow. everybody else, yeah, this was, I mean, everyone had their parents' old cars. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I'm not. That's like, what everybody had. Oh, yeah. Had. yeah I like, mean, the privilege every... to even have Yeah, to the have the car oh, was yeah. great. I'm just, but, yeah. so my, I'm in amazed 93, that like in 93, they were still, selling like, cars without AC. AC is optional. Yeah. Or, like, my mom you know, was like, the... we don't need it. And my dad was like, I think we're going to regret this. And she was like, no, I love the windows down. Okay. Well, at least I'm going to regret this. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> when when I get fucking shafted oh. somehow and it had a black interior so oh. you just get in and the heat it was like you were sitting in an oven oh god you were roasting i was roasting Jesus. but it did have a cd player huge and it was one of those where like the faceplate came out huge so that no one would steal it so it was always like i'd have like the faceplate in my backpack at school like this is my cd player <laughs> all right so two-door coupe too right yeah. that was a, that's cool it was a cool with the cd player it was red that's that's a, that's a sporty little it was fun a, yeah i loved for a it high school yeah i mean I that's a her. good she was a good looking car that's a she good was pickup really so it was a very reliable great car and everyone fit going to 
the testicles. Oh yeah. Nice. Yep. That's that's all. Hit the button. The seats go forward. Cram everybody in the back. Let's go to Vinny Testicles, <laughs> our favorite restaurant. Did you ever go on uh, like another like a date to Vinny Testicles yourself? No, 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 no one dated me in high school. That's not. <laughs> that is not. I never went on any dates, and I, uh, no, that's not true. I dated this kid for like a minute and a half and uh he was that's terrible. like three months in i guess so in yeah like kid kid world though yeah he was not great uh did i ever go to vinnie t's with him i don't think so he wouldn't have been worth vinnie t's he wasn't a <laughs> he wasn't like a vinnie t's caliber you want to save that for somebody special it's a really nice place danny <laughs> I mean, I get what you mean, though, of, of like, this is a special place. Yeah, like, he's you're, not, he wasn't special you enough. You are not worth You no. are not worth it. I'm not going to take you to Vinny. No, yeah. Because then I'll, my memory of Vinny T's will be associated with this man. And I Great can't, point. I can't. Yeah, that's I the... enjoy the things I enjoy too much mm. to have them potentially associated with an ex. I don't want to have negative feelings about things I like. So Okay. So I deliberately exclude men from things so they can just be my things. <laughs> Honestly. It's a good life hack. Well, I was going to say, the flip side is you to your boyfriend being like, hey, do you want to go to the Boys to Men concert? Because you, is that, did I, oh no, I didn't nail it. What was the, who's the no. boy band that you like? I like Boys to Men. I've seen them in concert. Uh, no, Well, I was in high school, so the only boy band, like... It would have been NSYNC or Backstreet Boys then. Oh, okay. I, 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 mean, I never. No, you got to buy those tickets like nine months in advance. Well, that's what I'm saying. I meant like now being like. Even now. No, I would never. No, no, no. You. That's what I'm saying. You'd never take that. No, I was going to write it. the alternative is being like, hey, come to Boys to Men and your boyfriend would be like, oh, fucking fine. And then everyone. No, I would every, never yeah, waste. It's a, a good deal to would, just like do oh, your own stuff. I would never waste a boy band concert on a boyfriend. Oh, my God. No, like good you shit because you know that no, it's gonna be wasted. Exactly. No, my I, my friend and I we got I got the most expensive concert tickets I've ever bought. Yes. Uh, floor seats like eight rows back at New Kids on the Block. That was the fuck. It, it was incredible. It I was. Fucking... Boys to Men is great too. I've also seen them. Yeah, They're wonderful. Yeah, but I, I, but I, I, but New Kids I and Backstreet Boys are my. The second you said New Kids, I was like, fuck, there it is. Like, New Kids and Backstreet Boys are my my two boy band loves. Uh, but the new kids tickets we got were like eight rows back and they were insane. You flew and out to see them, right? Dude? So I flew out to Vegas to see Backstreet Boys. God damn it. I'm getting everything crossed. With, with, that's okay. There's a lot of boy band stuff in my life. Danielle Andreskowick and I, she's wonderful. We had a great time. Uh, she loves Backstreet Boys. I lo you got to go with someone who loves them and has loved them since they were a kid, right? My friend Stephanie and I went to new kids and we were on the end and they came down the aisle and Donnie Wahlberg like grabbed her hands oh, and they had man. like a moment and she lost her mind and I was like that's why we're here together if you're gonna spend a bunch of money and do this you gotta be with someone who's like fuck yeah I like you need to be with someone yeah. who are as passionate about them as you not some boyfriend who's like babe when is this over why it's the like, fuck did Donnie Wahlberg just grab my hand and look yeah. deep into my eyes he wouldn't get it no man <laughs> I, I just can't I don't I realize in dating like I don't like things besides comedy I don't my hobbies and interests are not things that straight men like and so I'm not ever good I mean Boys who grew up with older sisters, like New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Like, if you had an older sister... I was, you, well, you, that's the, the face I made of, like... Yeah, so you were 10 or 12, like, okay, and your sister on, was 15. And then the second like, you said older sister, I was like, 
Yeah, no, I have a different. Yeah. Like, Everybody... I was, I hung out with her so much. Like, yeah, so she, you yeah. like her stuff. Yeah. So you like NSYNC probably, right? Because you were. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, Because they wore basketball jerseys. And so the younger brothers of everybody. I was, that's, yeah. God, you are. I'm good. You yeah. are nailing this right now. <laughs> I know like, my boy band history. Of, of uh, yeah, oh my God. Of like, unless you had an older sister. And then also, I bet you liked NSYNC. It's like, yeah, bam, bam. Yeah. Like, that was, I wasn't too big into mm-hmm. the Backstreet Boys. Right. But there were a couple of NSYNC bangers where I was like, NSYNC those had. Are, Poppier. JT, right? Yep, JT. They had poppier stuff. They also dressed more like they wore a lot of sports jerseys and stuff and like like really cool like neon Adidas pants and stuff like that. So like they were more relatable for young boys. To the younger brother. Right, where the Backstreet Boys were wearing white dress shirts in the rain. That was that was for me. I do get get it though. (laughs) Now I get it. Looking I should go back but hey, listen to the listen to the words, young Danny. Don't actually listen to the words because most of them were written by Max Martin, uh, for whom English is not his first language. So a lot of the words don't make sense. Oh, no shit, really? Uh That's funny. That's why I want it that way. The words don't make sense. Because someone who doesn't speak English as his first language wrote it. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. It doesn't make sense. And they switch like halfway through the lyrics. The backstory, (laughs) they did some interview about that, how like the producers heard it and were like, um... These lyrics don't make sense in English, and it still blew and the like, fuck up. Yeah, so they were like, "Let's, let's, uh, let's rewrite it," and then they rewrote it and re-recorded it so the lyrics make sense. And all the teenage boys who recorded it in the Backstreet Boys were like, "Now nah, we like the first one better," and they were right. It's become their most enduring hit. Good for them Good too job, to be like, boys. "We are sticking by our yeah. our dog uh-huh. who wrote this," and like, it sure did. yeah, you know what? Maybe he don't speak good. <laughs> But you know what? He's our dog who don't speak good, and That's we're right. going to roll with his version. That's right. And they are eating good off that They sure still. are. They sure are. Good job, Backstreet Boys. Do you, I mean, this is, would be such a crazy thing to know off the top of your head, but do you know what they still get paid off of that song? I mean, I don't... So I know they were under contract with Lou Pearlman when it came out. Amazing so that you know this. A lot, yeah. <laughs> the Boy Band Con is a great documentary. Lance Bass uh, made a documentary called The Boy Band Con. About Lou Perlman's embezzlement and how little money they made. I can believe it. Yeah. Even so without height, knowing anything yep. regarding this situation. They made like nothing. And he Someone took advantage of young te- teenagers, attractive, yeah. like talented. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. And he huh. pulled them from like poor families or something like, like I'm going to make your kid rich and famous. And then the reason he took Backstreet Boys to Europe first is because so... The age range was 12 to 21. Gross. Yeah. So Kevin Richardson was 21. Nick Carter was 12 when Backstreet Boys started. And so to get around child labor laws. (laughs) Yeah. He'd had him go to Europe. What a bad time to take a bite. Oh my god, and what a scumbag that guy is. Holy shit. Well, he'd by the time authorities, right, because you hop countries. So they'd be like, hey, by the time authorities could be like, hey, do you have this 12-year-old in school? He'd be like, beep, beep, bye. We're off to Barcelona. See you later, Germany. Like, they just, he'd zip them around to different countries. They want it that way now. Yeah, we gotta, exactly. we gotta, we gotta get the fuck out of here. All right, yeah. hang on. I can't, this, these kids don't have time for learning. Yeah, no, so they didn't have to, and NSYNC was saying, Chris Kirkpatrick was saying in 
Lance Bass's documentary when he got so the NSYNC Backstreet Boys rivalry was created by Lou Pearlman uh, to sell records as like which is your boy band you gotta pick and show your and love he, did he have both of them yeah he had both of them oh it was all his money right God. it was a fa- yeah oh I f- I'm t- I feel played <laughs> you were played like 18 years you later or whatever played. it is I feel That's played right. so no so NSYNC sued him what the fuck? no strings attached was the first record that they put out after the after the lawsuit with Lou Pearlman love the title yep and so it was all about their break from Lou Pearlman and how they finally had their own lives but Chris Kirkpatrick and that was saying like he would have them in an airplane hangar an empty airplane hangar in Florida in July no air conditioning. And no air conditioning. It's dance. like Sweet Frida. Yeah, it's like, it was like you, Sweet Frida. They were in Sweet Frida doing dance rehearsals for like 12 <laughs> hours a day. And they were like 14. And he's like, we would like pass out from heat exhaustion. And he'd be like, keep going. Oh my God. So I do feel bad that the things I deeply love uh, were terribly exploitive for the people who did them. But now they got their they got their bag now they got their money now okay. they're doing they great the, all right because everybody that is true. after they got the yeah, bag now after the NSYNC lawsuit everything with Lou Pearlman like fe- like Backstreet Boys got their own stuff all the bands that he O Town everybody that he oversaw and managed uh, it it crumbled all their contracts too because that loss it nullified all the contracts as exploitive okay and so that's they were able right, to phew. yeah that's phew. it's a it's a good ending for I was them say, i was like oh god all it all right. worked out for them i'm and still he's on the dead. edge of my seat of, i was lou perlman died in jail so. that's why i was also still nervous is because yep. i was gonna say where is he now hopefully he not secretary still of the treasury now no <laughs> that's i was like hopefully not still producing records no. but i wouldn't be surprised nope died in jail okay and he did go to jail sure did oh fuck yeah all right cool that's all right. We do have a happy ending. We well, do, but there's also a, a potential the mystery part, the too. Um, oh my! There might be a Lay mystery. Lay it on me. Because when federal authorities caught up with him, with Lou, with Lou Pearlman, yes, yeah, who okay. had escaped yeah. with Pearl. Yeah, per- Pearl. I should say yeah. Pearl, not like Lou. yeah, with Lou, yeah, right? Buddy, my you know, my buddy, oh, yeah, Lou from down the street. Yeah, yeah. I definitely didn't benefit. No. He, he didn't give me money or anything. <laughs> Lou, I mean Pearlman, Pearlman, Pearlman. <laughs> So our our best friend Lou uh, was in the Bahamas when authorities caught up with him. But some people think he was hiding money there that he was going to go back for, like, figured he'd have to serve some jail time or something. And then when he got out, he would have his money hidden in the Bahamas. But he died. So he died. <gasps> yeah. So there might be a hidden boy band treasure in the Bahamas, Danny. Oh, my I God. I know. That... There's a very good chance that exists hidden in the Bahamas. I, pro, oh, your mind I, I was going to say it yeah. probably does. It 100% yeah. does. There's, yeah, he was there hiding money and There's died, no so chance that he is. didn't bury money or hide it, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But do you think he told when he was dying? Like, hey, this is where I buried the boy money. <laughs> I don't know because I think... I can't remember if he died of like heart failure. If he died, I don't think he died of like a prolonged illness. He didn't die of like cancer or anything. Okay, so, it, so I that, think his it was, death it was been, sudden. I think his death might have been sudden. Yo. And so he didn't necessarily know he was dying. Dirt. So there could be a boy band treasure buried in the there's Bahamas. There's boy. There's 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 so many doubloons buried I in the Bahamas. It, I think about this all of, the time. Of pirate money. Yeah. That should not mm-hmm. be that man's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I think about this all the time, Danny. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Watch the boy band con. It's very good. Shane Torres is going to be doing a set tonight. I'm going to be backstage like Lou Pearlman buried money. Oh, yeah. Tell me more, Mm -hmm. Internet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be so distracted. That's an incredible tale. Yeah. Yep. Have you been to the Bahamas? I have not, but it's on. It's got to be on the list. Okay, I was going to say. I got to get my like... ducks in a row so that I know where to search for the boy band treasure. Then I can return it individually to all the boy band members. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. Um. Yeah. Hands to forehead of like Rusk. You keep Pretty adding amazing. layers yeah. to this. That's what I would do. I would say that I, I have you'd to... be that good of a person to no. return the no, money. No, it's my way to meet all the Backstreet Boys and members of Okay, NSYNC. so it does have your your. Oh, no, there's self. an ulterior. Yeah, no, there's I'm not a good person. Remote. I was just like, how do I meet all the Backstreet Boys and members of NSYNC and O Town? Find the money, hand deliver it to them. <laughs> hey, you request can just give... a picture. <laughs> As compensation. With them holding the cash. And me, thumbs up, smiling. I found it. I did this. I Look, did I met my heroes. Good job, me. <laughs> and then I'll wear a t-shirt. With I'll wear my t-shirts from high school with their faces on it. And they will all wear t-shirts with my face on it. And that's the picture we will take. I'll hang it up in my house. This is a 10 out of 10. I'm not even going to call it a dream or a fantasy. Because where there's a will, there's a way. I think so. And you clearly have the desire to make things right oh yeah quote unquote really they deserve just, it really i deserve to, it we really all just to it. meet them really yes this is all a big elaborate plan so i'm assuming you've never boys. met one of them perchance just like at randomness i met jordan i met jordan knight at a show once but See, okay so that's but he's not a little promo that was maurice star okay but uh that was my ultimate celebrity sighting was jordan knight at the randolph elks club for a high school baseball fundraiser comedy show on April Fool's Day of 2022. That whole that whole sentence, you're probably just like, is this fucking real? What is happening I right couldn't. Now? I had to get a picture because I was like, no one's going to believe me. It's April Fool's Day. No one's going to believe I met Jordan Knight here. Oh my and uh, God. I very much did. I'm going to show you this picture as proof. And I only have the picture because of Kendra Landsberg because I was too panicked and excited to say anything to him so she brought jordan knight over to me and i got to meet him and i lost my mind if you flip to the next picture oh you can sh- see me clutch my chest when he looked oh at me. my god you are so red also <laughs> you are you are as red as this marinara my girl i am oh yeah. my goodness he was he's my number one celebrity crush ever oh okay since i was five wow that's yeah. a that's that is totally top because I was gonna say who would you want to meet my most ultimate then from NSYNC or yeah. back, but like that doesn't even you saw no ultimate celebrity sighting for my whole life is Jordan Knight. Yeah, there's, there's... and he was at the Randolph Elks Club <laughs> for a high school. Bait. Yeah, I had like a full on panic attack in the green room. Uh, Rafi Gonzalez thought I was having a heart attack because I like collapsed, and then uh, Dan Bulger, who had booked us on the show, was wonderful, came in the room. And uh, Rafi was like, "What, Rafi, I like collapsed. And he was like, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, Jordan Knight is here. Jordan Knight is here. And I like freaked out. And he was like, okay. And then Dan <laughs> Bulger came in and was like, oh yeah, Jordan Knight's here. And I was like, why are you acting like this isn't a big deal? And I had like my like head between my knees, like trying to breathe. And Kendra comes in the room and she goes, what's happening? And Rafi looked at her and went, Jordan Knight's here. And Kendra went, oh no. <laughs> and she texted my dear friend, Laura Severse and said, what do I do? 
how do I help Emily get it together so she can do this show? Jordan Knight is here. And Laura said, you can't. You just have to let her go through it. She'll be okay when it's time to go up, but you just have to let her process these emotions. They're too strong. You can't stop them. This is the perfect... (laughs) This is the perfect button on the wasted ticket on a boyfriend. Yes. Because Dan Bolger walking be like, oh, yeah, Jordan Knight's here. He doesn't get it. And I can totally hear him just be like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. And completely unaware of, like, the potential. And then the two women, your best friend, are just like, oh, fuck. This is DEFCON 5. We need to. All hands on deck. How are we going to get through yes, this? The women understood. The women understood. The men didn't Holy get it. The shit. women understood what was happening. Did you tell him that you loved him? Uh, I told him. So the first you thing I said to, to right? him. Yeah, I said, yeah. I said, um, I'm such a huge fan. The family heirloom I passed down to my niece is my Jordan Knight doll. And then he laughed. And then I told him that I and Kendra have the same birthday as Donnie Wahlberg, which is true. But it sounds made up in that moment that I'm like, I have the same birthday as Donnie Wahlberg. And so does she. And he was like, OK. And I was like, we can show you our driver's license. <laughs> and he was like, that? that's not necessary. <laughs> and Kendra was like, we're not going to we're just going to let him go on with his night. And I was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And I clutched my chest when he said you were very funny. I was like, oh. Like I just... So wait, that was, you, we could show you our driver's yes. licenses. Yes. And he was like, that's Kendra's not like, necessary. we're not going to do that. No. And then that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. 10 yes. out of, that is. Yes. <laughs> handled beautifully yeah. as it would go. Talking to the person you've loved your entire life. Five years old, my number your one first crush. celebrity crush. Yeah. That'd be like if Lola Bunny came to life somehow. Yeah. yeah. And you and met I her. I was How like, would... oh, what? <laughs> Do you want a carrot? I don't... Here's my license. And you had to tell jokes in front of Lola Bunny. That would be... He sat in the front table and didn't look at the stage the whole time. Like looked off the... Wouldn't look at us at all. And it's I was like, str- if I... And I didn't tell my boy band jokes i was like i haven't i was like i can't tell jokes what if i walk jordan knight uh, my life is over if i'm telling jokes and jordan knight walks out of the room that's it for me so i was like the whole time i was freaking out i was like i can't bomb in front of jordan knight i have to do and like thank god i had a good set because i don't know i that's think was I my next question was like it did it, it was the it, set was really good, was good? Yeah. okay and that then uh, the show was crazy though a woman during dance so it was Kendra, Raffi, me, I mean, you said Elk's Lodge, so, like, it's not... uh, I'm not surprised that it was a little rowdy. Yeah, well, so this woman uh, passed out in the front row Uh, during That's a little much even for an Elk's Lodge. Okay. During (laughs) Dan's set, like, two minutes into Dan's set, this woman in the front row collapsed to the floor. They had to call the paramedics, and as that was happening, that's when I talked to Jordan Knight he was walking out of the room and I was like oh my god and Kendra was like you have to say something I, have to get a picture. I couldn't but I was frozen I was like I'm panicked and Kendra knew what was happening so he saw Raffi and Kendra were standing like close so he saw them first and went up and said hey you were really funny and Raffi goes oh thanks man nice to meet you before Kendra takes him by the shoulder spins him around and goes let me introduce you to someone and because I couldn't, I wasn't going to be the, able to say anything. Oh, my. What a homie. Though, I know. She, to yeah. like, I'm going to take the bullet. I'm going to be it. the weirdo here. And she just, made it happen. And for just me. like turn this part and be like, excuse me. I really you got to talk to this person. Yep. It's going to make their life. Yeah. And then I talked to them and Kendra and Raffi immediately started snapping like 100 pictures of me talking to him. And I was just like, they're they're you are, homies. You are. You are 
again, marinara red, and it's adorable. <laughs> it's my sister on that picture. She posted that picture of me clutching my chest and said, uh, "Ladies, get you a man who looks at you the way Emily looks at Jordan Knight." Yes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I am shocked. I didn't actually have a heart attack that night. I'm especially considering you fell that like passed out. Oh my god. Yeah, that was yeah. So that woman passed out in the front row, and uh, thank you to her because that's when we got and to meet you. Jordan. Though, right? What was, no, I didn't pass you, out. No, you didn't. I pass stayed out, conscious the whole time. Good job. Stay conscious. What was uh, the? Uh, oh, I had a like panic, a, panic a panic attack. Yeah, that's, I like yeah. couldn't catch my breath. Wow, as someone who's had so many panic attacks, I can't believe I blanked on the word panic. Attack. <laughs> it almost made me panicky. <laughs> just sitting here, like just stay passed out. That'll just work. <laughs> <laughs> I did retain consciousness Good. the whole okay. time. Very proud of myself for that. It was not easy. Oh my god. But I literally, I had to like, I was, my hands were shaking. I like couldn't catch my breath. Completely understand. They were like, I don't know if she's going to be able to perform. And I was like, I must. I I have to power through. I I felt, I felt like, this is going to sound, this is, I felt so brave that I was like, you can do this. And I was like, I I went into the mirror and like looked at myself in the bathroom mirror and like splashed water on my face. And I was like, you're going to do this. Like I was in a lifetime movie. Like I will leave my abusive husband and start a new life. (laughs) I acted like I was so brave. I will beat this deadly disease. Like I I will tell jokes in front of Jordan Knight. Oh I my will. God, in that moment though, you needed that pep to like that I completely did. I makes sense. Pep talk. And Kendra came and checked on me. She's like, "You good?" And I was like, "I'm great." Hey, weirdo, you fine? What, what's going on in here? You're screaming. You're gonna tell jokes to Jordan Knight. Everyone can hear you, including Jordan Knight. What's going on? And you know what's funny is I think he can. I mean, he's been doing this. They've been doing this for 30 years. Got, yeah. He knows when a woman, like, I'm sure my pupils were like, you know, the size of silver dollars, like just that he saw. And he's like, oh, no. And I think he saw me like freaking out. And he was like, another okay, one of these. We got another we gotta, one of these. We yep. got to. We got to. Hey. All right. But, lock yeah. it down. Yep. But he, I was he as keeps cool. a bodyguard like in the yeah. back of the room. Oh, yeah. On all. <laughs> I was as cool as I could possibly be, which was not cool at all. Uh, I but mean, I did stay conscious. And that was great. Uh, it's I didn't so have hard to offer being... to show him my driver's license. That was a thing that wasn't wasn't needed. And yeah, you know that would, that would, that part you know could have could have been skipped. But you even, know, hindsight. Even for people that you don't literally love since you were five, but still just like are cool or like you know have mm-hmm. done cool things or like you know just in general you know have accomplished stuff. Perfect example. I I botched my one and only interaction with Eugene Merman a no. couple of years. Yeah, because I I was because he's around. He yeah. does a ton of shows. Somehow we... he was at Janet McNamara's birthday party. Really? No Shout way. out to another one of my BFFs, Janet McNamara. She's I, I. She's the best. Was working. I unfortunately was gonna go hang. Couldn't. You missed but... it. Eugene Merman was there, as was the mayor of Somerville. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Janet's a very influential person. Yeah, she got the bouncy castle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sure just... did. Oh, Jesus. It was great. Oh, unbelievable. So I was when I had just moved here. I was, it was when um, Furnace was still going on, Iron mm-hmm. Furnace, and you, Merman was there. I almost said Eugene again. I was like, I you botched your one and only interaction. Your best friends, Eugene you and should, Lou. You should call him Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Merman was there, uh, and he did a joke about how a lot of times people will come up and just be like, "Hey, I'm a big fan of you." I've seen you on Bob's Burgers and felt like I had to say something. And then he's just like, okay. And then that's the end of the conversation. And then I was like, all right. (laughs) 
I saw him at the bar, just like scribbling after a set or whatever. And I was like, you're a huge fan. You've listened to a, his albums a bunch. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bob's Burgers is great too. But like, you know, Boston, just go say hi. Yeah. You're not going to do the thing that he hates. Oh, no. <laughs> and then word for fucking word, Rusk. I was I was out of my body just watching this conversation happen of like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're, you're, <laughs> you're literally doing just thing. doing the bit. You're doing the you're thing. doing the thing you just heard. And I haven't had a crush on Eugene Merman since I was five or anything. So I can only imagine if I be like, hey, do you want to see my driver's license? Like, that's. Yeah, it wasn't. You know what? I think anything's going to come out at that point. I think most of us do not do great with celebrities. I have a few yeah. friends who are like very cool around celebrities, but I think most of us are just like, oh, oh my God, it's you. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's like because it's I think that's what most of us do. It's the honest reactions. You no, know? yeah. like, hey, cool. You've done cool shit that I like. Uh, I didn't the- expect to see you here. and I'm yeah. so excited. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what we all do. Um, let's, Common thread of humanity. Let's shift into the uh, our desserts. Our desserts because yes. we got we got six oh nine, and we should yes because we both have fancy shows I was to go say. to. So we'll describe them for the listeners. The chicken parm and focaccia was incredible. Uh, ten out of oh, ten. Danny nice. did an that amazing so job. Nice. And then for dessert we have. I'm gonna take uh, a picture of this too. Yes, of these little um, chocolate teacup desserts from Wegmans, which is one of my favorite places in the Wegmans world. Wegmans flat is so oh, good. It's incredible, right? So they're filled with. They've got a little bit of a cake layer, some mousse, some ganache, and then the ganache is whipped up to sort of look like, like, almost like whipped cream would look on top of the teacup with some sprinkles, and then there's a little strawberry with some icing on it, made to look like a ladybug. <laughs> So and this is another thing I love from childhood. I loved, even as an adult, desserts that are like very cartoonish for children, like whoopie pies that are made to look like Elmo or Cookie Monster or like those character yeah. cookies with like the sugar faces. I love all that stuff. So this is How do, this is right uh, up my alley. What's uh, How do you open it? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm figuring it out. So it's an... Oh, up, we got yeah, it. Oh, okay, we it. got it. I just... Great. My fingies weren't strong enough at first. <laughs> and it's, a, it's in a little chocolate teacup. It's so cute. Oh, God, this is adorable. It right, really is. Me, my, little, my little buggy fell Your off, strawberry unfortunately. Guy? I gotta pop him here back do you on want it? mine looks here is we'll take a picture of mine yeah i was gonna say is yours still yeah mine is intact so we'll get don't worry people on the gram you'll see this and the, the cup is edible and too the cup is chocolate so the cup is very edible i'm i'm, I'm a sucker really? for an edible oh, yeah. oh my god that man. he's yeah. just so cute right oh that's so I, I, yeah. it's adorable mine is definitely he's gone through some stuff he's been through, he's been through it <laughs> yeah he uh he's had a tough he's had a tough week he's, he's he's had a week he saw a celebrity he loves <laughs> and he made a fool of himself and he's just not feeling his best i was gonna i'm a sucker for uh edible containers. like uh, yeah edible i was try, i was gonna say edible vehicles yeah but yeah containers is definitely the better word this you know, is the, the edible vehicle the sweet yeah. frida of chocolate cups the, the bread bowl Come on, I love, oh, a, yeah. I love a bread bowl. You love a bread bowl. A bread bowl is a wonderful vehicle. So what also mm. is mousse? Because I, I don't even know. So it's like a whipped pudding kind of. But this is more of a ganache than a mousse. Right, you mentioned that. But but, really but, te- but testicles had oh, the yeah, mousse. Oh, yeah, so that's called the chocolate bomba. Bomba, right. Which was a thin layer of like chocolate sponge cake at the bottom. 
and then wonderful fluffy mousse. And then they'd put like mini chocolate chips and white chocolate shavings. And then they do like a creme anglaise around it, which is really just like, I'm sure it was melted vanilla mm. ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just, oh, the most delicious dessert ever. And I, this whole meal, I think of the chicken parm, the focaccia, and the chocolate parm. Were we close to testicles? We were really damn close. Yeah. Danny, we, brought, this, we brought the testicles back from the dead. I feel like a really fancy 17-year-old who's like, I worked hard at the YMCA after-school program this week. I deserve this. That's how I feel right now. You have a bunch of great bits about working with kids, too. Have you just been working with kids your whole life? Yeah. I, didn't, I never, like, I never intended to. It was never, like, a concerted effort. I just, like... My like I started babysitting when I was twelve. That's I mean that's a classic. Yeah, because my mom was like, "Oh, there's the neighbors have a kid who's like five. You should go over and introduce yourself and say you could babysit." Classic teenage job. Yeah, so I babysat. Great gig, usually cash. You know, it was, it was great. Yeah. yeah, and so I babysat for them and then volunteered. My mom was always like, "You guys have to do something over the summer." So the only place you could like volunteer when you were like thirteen was the YMCA summer yeah. camp. And so they had a camp, little summer yeah. camp. Other yeah, the camp. Kids with, like, jobs with other kids yeah. involved. Yeah, so they yeah. had, which is weird. They're like, you're too young to have a real job, so watch people's children. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's not an important job. Like, <laughs> it's not a thing that requires responsibility. Yeah, so good point. So <laughs> my sister and I volunteered at the fun camp, which was for little kids. Mm -hmm. And it was like a half-day camp, so we did that. And then when I was old enough to get hired, they hired me for the full-day camp. And so I always did that. And then I did during the school year, I would work like after school programs Damn, yeah, and stuff like that. So it and just kind of happened that you yeah, like sort of all yeah. through high school. And I liked it. It was always fun. And so I liked doing that. And then as an adult, I sort of, you know, shifted. And then in college, I worked at like a law office. I just got like office jobs and then did retail. For, yeah. But even back in like in grad school, I did retail. I started comedy, but then I also tutored and I really liked tutoring. Mm. So I sort of always gravitated, I guess, towards working with kids. And then now in as a social worker, when I was working for the crisis team, they were like, hey, you're good with kids. We're going to make you our designated child clinician. And then I started working in a youth program for care coordination. And now I'm a therapist. But somehow, again, most of my clients are uh, like teenage girls, seems to be like my wheelhouse, which I like. Because I always, I always feel like too, treat you, what you know type vibe well, maybe, I think, or I think treat maybe, what you were, yeah, not I what think, you, yeah. I think you sometimes, as if you're a good therapist, I was thinking about this the other day. You become the therapist you needed. Mm, if that makes sense, I talk a lot to my traumatized clients about like you've become the safe adult that you yeah. needed as a kid, and that can be really healing for people if they, you know had really chaotic childhoods and I didn't, I was really lucky to have like mm -hmm. a safe, stable family growing up. And so, but, but a lot of the kids, you still, that's, with, so. that still doesn't mean that you, you still needed something. Yeah, it's I, like, had you know, hard, yeah. I just, I got made fun of a lot growing up and yeah. mid, like middle school, high school were a really hard time for me. So I love working with particularly those girls who have the, for whatever reason, every middle school group of girl friends picks one girl to ostracize. And it's super random and it'll be one girl one year and then they change their mind and it's another girl another year. But I always thought that was like just me and my experience. And then when I grew up and started working with middle school girls, I was like, oh, 
this is just a thing that happens. Like the number of girls I'd come in and go, yeah, my whole friend group just stopped talking to me and they won't let me sit at the lunch table. And it happens still all the time. So I love being able to walk kids through like, hey, this is just a really shitty time of life. <laughs> and like, you're great. And it, it doesn't feel like you're great when like your friends are mean to you or like everybody else has a prom date and you don't. So like, I love being able to work kids through like the stuff that was painful for me and be able to say like, I can give them a healing experience and it's healing for me too. All of the shit, like just to be like all the shit you think matters now, yes. I promise you it's it does not like right. there's going to be so many more important things down the line that you care about more Yes, that people who, you know, you think are your friends are going to show themselves to be not. Mm-hmm. And then people you're like, I didn't know you cared about me like that. Yeah. Holy crap. And then you're going to get close with those people. Like, yeah, it's going to be. And I also, it's I think, always a changing course of middle school and high. It's the oh, yeah. it is the worst and hardest time always. of youth. A hundred percent. It's I think of life. I think yeah. of a lot of like, if, Everybody I know is an adult. If I was like, for a million dollars, would you do middle school over again? No. Everybody's like, no. Yeah, Im- immediate no. No. Nobody even thinks about it. They're like, those were the worst years of my life and I would never do them again. No, I don't want to go back to sixth or eighth grade. And the way you're treated, like if someone treated you like that in a workplace as an adult, they would be fired and potentially criminally charged. <laughs> but as a kid, people could do whatever the fuck they wanted to you and be horrible to you. And it's also, it's hard to see and like... When everybody is telling you every day that you're a loser and nobody likes you and you suck, it's really hard to develop self-esteem when all of your peers treat you like you're trash. And so I really like to be able to be a person who like talks to these kids and are like, you're not trash. Like, and I love like showing interest in their and like, wow, you have this really cool talent and that's so awesome. And you like really cool stuff. And like, you're going to meet people as you get older who like the same stuff you do. You know, like, you I think a lot an of angel. Well, I just, I like it again. It's really healing to be able to like, and again, there's a selfish part of it too, that like it heals you as you are healing other people. You you're the person say, that you needed and you don't get yeah. that now. I like but that you get a to be lot. it for other people. I also like. Which I don't even think that's selfish. Not to cut you off again, but I get, like, no, I don't think that's selfish. You're still doing a fantastic thing, and you it's can fun, absolutely yeah. feel healed from that. Of like, oh my god, I'm providing this outlet, and you know, showing them that they're good people. Yes, and I think we all, because you can't ever rely on somebody else to be, you know, like. I have a couple of girls I work with who like have this like desperation around their relationship with their boyfriend. And I, I'm trying to write a joke about this, how I like <laughs> every time I go on vacation, I always want to place an anonymous phone call to like a 15 year old boy and be like, Hey, you don't know me and I can't tell you who I am, but if you could just not break up with your girlfriend in the next <laughs> three weeks, I have non-refundable plane tickets. So if you could just hang on, a little longer, pal. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like I, just, I feel like I'm always... I'm like, I can't. I just really want to go on my vacation. Please, please don't break up with her right now. Please, God, just let me just go. Just stick it out. I know. I, I know it's sun. a lot right now. But please, I I really want to go to Disneyland Paris. Please. That's a good... That's a great bit. Have I'm you tried it yet? No, I've been kicking it around lately. I'm going to really I'm going to write it. That's but, really fun. But yeah, these girls a lot of them, the I desperation. Mean, so I try to tell them too. I also think it's really empowering to say to people like you're the safe person. You're the steady person. 
you're the reliable person you needed because you can never count on any other person to be that. So I really like doing that shift of like, you're looking for somebody else. It's you. It's you, the person who's going to keep you safe. Build yourself up. Yeah, and and in those concrete ways too, you're the one who's going to keep you safe. You're the one that's going to keep you stable and okay. Like, and then have, you can have a bunch of other wonderful people in your life, but you can also have healthier relationships when you don't desperately need somebody. Mm. Friendships, relate anything, any sort of human interaction. If it's not based on desperation, you're always in a safer, more stable place. So when you're scared, someone's going to leave or like, you know, trying so hard to prevent that. It's almost, it's the same thing of like the me and Merman conversation of like, you just find yourself walking into exactly what you didn't want to happen. Because you're ruled by anxiety and stress and nobody makes their best decisions in it under duress and anxiety and stress. Nobody's decision making. Fight or flight. You can't, yeah, you can't be rational right your decision making process is always impaired if you're in that state of like heightened stress and anxiety yeah Uh, god just that's i mean you when you said you're looking for someone it's you yeah that's such a good thing for anyone to hear because i mean even so if you're an adult and stable it's hard it's easy excuse me to still lean on others and be like you know a little codependent and, sure. and not even realize it because other things are going well or like you just haven't examined that part of yeah. your conscious whatever whatever yeah um it's so important to just hear like the onus is on you to take care of you and i also i think a, a support system is incredibly important right right yeah. I always no say one's now, a lone like, wolf right i always think like if middle school me could see the friends I have now, she would be like beyond happy and excited. She would be in awe of like how lucky she'd be like, I never thought I could have friends like this who are wonderful people yeah. and that I'm so happy to Doing, have in my life. Like, cool shit. Yeah. Like, and I just, yeah. I have great, you know, I mentioned Laura and she, she was and last Janet week's episode too, by the way. She's so amazing. Like, when what did you make for her? Uh, tuna noodle casserole. Of course. <laughs> the, the girl. Yeah. So when you were like, Oh, my best friend, Laura, I hope everyone is like, Hey, from last episode yes it's perfect we had Maraid on and she just randomly brought up and she brought up laura yeah and then laura was next week and then now you're like yeah laura and we're like it's it's, it's perfectly the next person better fucking talk about emily ruskowski and how great she is but anyway next person should be janet that's a (laughs) good point i do gotta hit janet up but yeah Um, i've got i've got i've got friends who are really really yeah they're all people who and as I'm also around that, there's some of, I mean, I know you guys are the best friends, but like, I love Laura, loved like the, that Janet, group of people, Laura, yeah. like they're super talented and like wonderful to be around. They push you to be better. So yeah. like, I totally agree of like middle school, you, anyone really like look at, you know, have that perspective of like, what would middle school you think? Yeah. Especially They'd probably when you're think like down you're on super yourself. fucking yeah. cool. Especially when you're like, I, I'm not where I want. Cause everybody, I talked about like with my clients, we talk a lot about like, I'm not where I thought I would be by this age. Yeah. And I like, everybody feels like that. I don't know anybody who's like, this is exactly what I thought my life would look like. Good job. Me checked all the boxes. Oh, Nobody yeah. thinks that. Cause 
the person, the you that created this schema for what that age would look like had never been that age when they created that schema. So they had no idea what that could or should look like. There's no, yeah, no Inherently, yeah. you couldn't have known because you haven't been that age yet. Yeah. So everybody feels that way. But I think, again, if you reflect back and you said, look at you at your, at the hardest time you were ever having. And then look at you now and say like, wow, look how much I've grown. Look at the skills I've had. Look at the people I have in my life. Look what I've created that I didn't think possible when I was feeling so bad. And I say again to my traumatized clients, you're the safe adult for you, but also to be that person you needed. Like they have kids in their lives, nieces, nephews, friends, kids. And I'm like, you're the safe adult for them. That adult you desperately needed that you didn't have, you're it. And how amazing is that? not just for you but that there's another safe adult in the world like for the people you made, around yes, you yes like you that, made things better you did it yeah that, and so i like reminding people of that like you became a person you needed in your life and that's a very cool thing i hope everyone who is listening to this takes a look at themselves real quick how you just said of like think back to your worst or lowest or whatever and how you're like i don't know how i'm gonna get through this i don't know what i'm gonna do and realize that you're now probably like washing dishes or whatever listening to this conversation and later like take a moment to be like oh shit it's been i've i got through it we're fun. Yeah, like yeah and acknowledge good. and be like celebrate your accomplishments and things you've created and things you've done that that previous years you wouldn't have thought possible like you're doing you may not be doing everything you had on your checklist, but you're doing something cool that past you would be psyched about. And if you're not stoked with what you review, then take one step towards what you want to do. It's and not it, going to be a sprint. Yeah. It's one step, one foot in front of the other. And and, and uh, you don't need to show Jordan Knight your driver's you license. <laughs> he doesn't need to see your driver's license. Even if you think he does, he doesn't need to. You definitely <laughs> 1 million percent do not need to show Jordan Knight your license unless he's a like a bouncer at a bar yes. or whatever and is like, hey, I need to see if you're old enough. Then you should show him your license. Yes, please um, do. What's coming up for you? Anything big or like? Yeah. So I have a couple headlining gigs in the next couple months that I'm really excited about. Cool. Um, March 17th and 18th, I'm at Nick's Comedy Stop headlining in Ooh. Boston. Yeah. And then in June, speaking of things middle school me would love, uh, in June, I'm headlining Off Cabot in Beverly. And what's so cool, that's June 9th and 10th. They normally, they have a billboard on the highway um, where they, and I grew up in Danvers and it's like out. right before that highway exit where they'll put up their shows. So gotta, my face might, picture, right? yeah, my you face might be on a highway billboard very close to where I grew up and middle school very me would be like, cool. what? Very, very fucking cool. Yeah. I'm That's really excited. I got to head to now actually is to Danvers off, off Cabot. It's yeah. such a great, yeah, I love yeah. Off Cabot. Um, it's great. Emily, thank you for hanging Danny, thank awesome. you. This meal was 10 out of 10. Vinny testicles meal, 10 out of 10. A we plus recreated plus. the Vinny's testicles. Incredible. <laughs> All right, everybody. Love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.